You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network, your home for hockey talk covering every team in the NHL. New episodes every Monday. Download at thehockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from. The Flyers took on the rival Rangers this week, and we can't say when according to plan. Despite pulling out a win in overtime on Monday, the Flyers got absolutely embarrassed on Wednesday night prime TV. But don't worry, Philadelphia. We're trending in the right direction. Hey everybody, I'm your host with the most sadness, Joe Gazarian, and I have officially lowered my expectations for the team this year. Um, I, I, I just don't, I don't think this is going to be the year for them to uh, to make it even, if they even get to the first round, to go any further than that. So I, that's where I'm at right now. Yeah, it looks like at this point the playoffs might be a stretch, but uh, I'm Matt Arenic, and forget being buyers, we might end up being sellers. So how sad is that? Yeah, uh, I'm Mike Zawissa, and I'm not even sure Matty Ekholm can fix this. So, No, uh, a lot of sadness to get to, but before we do that, let's let's get some positivity. All right, let's hear from a sponsor. We got March's biggest tournament finally here. Um, we don't know who's going to be cutting down the nets at the end of it, but we do know there's going to be no shortage of madness. Uh, DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app, is putting new customers in the center of the action Bet $4 on an underdog, and you have the chance to win $256 if they win. It's that simple. Turning $4 into $256, I mean, what's that for a return, Matt? Pretty good, I would think, right? Um, 64 to 1, maybe? There you go. All right. So uh, <laughs> no, no better way to uh, to put your college basketball knowledge to the test and put your money where your mouth is with DraftKings Sportsbook. Don't worry if college basketball isn't your thing. Uh, DraftKings Sportsbooks offers great odds and promotions on golf, hockey, and, and even more than that. Uh, DraftKings is secure and reliable, so you can deposit your uh, money and withdraw your funds at your convenience. Download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code THPN when you sign up to turn $4 into $256 if the underdog of your choosing pulls off the upset. That's code THPN to turn $4 into $256 for a limited time only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 years or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania. New customers only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in Indiana, 1-800-9-WITH-IT. All right. There you go, Joe. That was a big read. That's a new read, big too. So that's, that's a, that's a new, a new one. Yeah. one. Um, yeah, I mean, real quick, March Madness. I think we were joking about it before. It's it's nuts, man. I mean, you can put money anywhere, really, and you never know what's going to happen. Um, you know, the only number one seed, I think, this year that's like, I guess, kind of a legit contender is Gonzaga. And I feel like Gonzaga is constantly – talked about as like a dark horse team and they never get it done kind of like the flyers great segue uh the flyers are the gonzaga of the nhl possibly <laughs> what do we think yes no mike you're not a big college basketball guy are you i mean i went to villanova joe i oh, saw yeah. two Ooh, national championships watch my your guy. tongue Ooh. Ooh. yeah you yeah. and uh, uh you know i met jay right once at a chipotle in newtown square so did great I. Guys. I, I ran into him on the stairs at the gym at villanova and knocked his clipboard out of his hands did you really oh yeah you it was really awkward bo- oh so did you apologize Oh, yeah, 100%. Did you tell him to hit the weights because he's <laughs> getting tossed have, yeah. around or what? I mean, he, yeah, he, he dropped the board on me. I also had class with a couple guys. I had class with Phil Booth and uh, Daryl Reynolds, too. They were on the, the championship no team. No idea who they so. are. Okay. Very nice. Right. 
Very nice. Well, shout out to my roommates too. They're actually in Vegas this weekend for March Madness. Oh, wow. They've been they've been uh, dying to get on the pod. So with the uh, lack Whatever of stuff for us ready, to talk about, yeah, I mean, <laughs> Jordy and Josh and, and Ethan, you guys might be up next. So yeah, let's uh, let's speaking of uh, speaking of stuff to talk about. I, I I don't know, guys. We'll, we'll get started on, on the positive note. I guess you can call it positive. And the Rangers just scored again, by the way. It's eight nothing. Um, <laughs> Flyers lose. Yeah, we, they... should, we should say that before we we oh, yeah, out sorry. early on the game because oh yeah, because well, you mean, know why why if they're not going to care to play the game, why should we care to to watch yeah. the whole thing? Yeah, I mean, yeah. you know, well, I mean, we, we've just been loyal fans for ten plus years watching every game, <laughs> and we've watched. Yeah, the same it's, it's thing, not like so. I haven't uh, invested money for the last. 10 seasons into your this family's invested a, money for 50 that, that, years that's that's what i'm saying yeah we've been yeah. no worries for, though yeah no, it's it's cool it's cool um all right so monday um you know i'm gonna say this if you thought the flyers were gonna not cough up that two goal lead monday i want some of what <laughs> you haven't been smoking. watching yeah because the second they went up to nothing i said to myself in my apartment i was like all right i can't wait to see how they cough this back up this is gonna be great sure enough they did um then they had a squeak out, an overtime winner. Uh, Voracek got it. Good goal for him. I mean, he was clearly dead. Um, I, that game was kind of fun, but at the same time, it's, you know, a lot of the themes we were seeing all year. They never change. Um, no lead is safe with this team this year. Couldn't tell you why other than, you know, just a, a lot of players in the lineup that we were expecting to take bigger steps. Just flat out haven't. Um, and there's no excuse for that. You just, you're just not producing, so... Let's yeah. let's get into it. Monday, what what did you guys think on Monday's game, and then we'll, we'll talk about today's schlacking later. I think you know, uh, Joe. Like, yeah, sorry, ahead, Matt. It, just what you said, Joe. It, it it was kind of a fun game, but it's one of those games that's actually fun when your team is looking good the entire year, and like you can afford to be like, oh, that was weird. Like, what an out of character game that was from either the, that like, or or go the complete other way and like have no expectations. Like. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. and then be like, oh, well, this is fun. You know, like, hey, yeah. like. We're going to lose this game anyway, and they pulled out an overtime win. But, you yeah. know, that's not what we should be doing with this team. This team should have been dominating the Rangers the entire game. And instead, yeah. we, we got Monday night and then tonight, too. So Well, it's just frustrating because they had one of the best first periods of the season, then followed it up with one of the worst second periods, and then played a pretty good third period, too. And, it, and it's just like that up and down sort of thing we've been talking about the whole year. You know, the, the lack of 60 minutes is just killing them. And... I know there's been a lot of people took offense to AV's we're trending the right direction <laughs> comments. And I mean, after tonight, there's no, there's no way that you can really, you know, a- a- agree with that anymore or anything. No. But like, at least by the numbers, like the team was doing better at certain things than they had been. Um, but they were still just getting gouged on like every breakdown they had wound up in the back of their net. And some of that's on the goaltending, some of that's on the defense, but, um, yeah, I mean, it just – it was it, it's good that they got the win. I mean, it's a game that they needed to win. But at this yeah. point, like, what – Yeah, the, the problem is every game now is a game they need to win because of the position they put themselves in due to their yeah. poor play. Yeah. And, I mean, again, oh my positive – nine, nine nothing. Nine nothing. <laughs> you got to be fucking kidding dude, me. I swear to God. Dude, I'm not, one. I was going to say, but because we moved on, it's, it's nine goals on 15 shots. So I think when Hart's gone in, I don't know if he's made a save. They're panning to Giroux, and he's just sitting there. I mean, there's there's nothing. There's 15. Oh, never mind. That's, okay, I thought it was, that was flyer shots. Are we have 15 shots on, for the flyers. Yeah. I'm an idiot. Never mind. Either way, though, um, positives from the last game. 
power play set up below the goal line, as Joe mentioned. Joe crazy. Sadamas, baby. It's almost like it's almost like fans who watch the game <laughs> might know a thing or two, and it's not just you know these coaches who are golfing down cigarettes who uh, who should be running power plays. But yeah, I mean they finally change up the power play and put their top players together. Um, yields to some goals. Farabee continues to be hot with an absolute snipe. And despite his numbers, Carter played well last night. He had some really good saves, that awesome save on um, yeah, he, he, Chris Kreider. Saves on, uh, so, yeah, I mean, it was. It, it would have been nice for that to be a, like a game that he could build on. Coming in now and getting shelled for another four on God only knows how many shots, it's hard to continue to build off that. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. I mean, the, the veterans continue to produce, but the problem isn't with the veterans. We'll get to that in tonight's game. So, yeah, um, just real quick on, on Monday's game, and then we'll because we'll, we got obviously we've got more to talk about about tonight than we did Monday night. Um, I'll say this: I was very happy to see that they went behind the net. Um, clearly, it worked. By the way, uh, I, I, yeah, it's shocking that they didn't go to it sooner. Even I think I saw Charlie. Uh, O'Connor tweet about it. He's like, yeah, he's like, look at that. You know, um, he went behind the net and they scored. Um, but uh, other than that, I, I agree. I think Carter played pretty well. Um, just this, this team, for whatever reason, you know, the, the vets are I, ironic enough. It's, it's not the veterans letting us down right now, which, you know, if you, if this was five years ago, you close your eyes and you just throw the, the dart at the dartboard. You'd hit Jake or Giroux or, or someone and just say, hey, it's their fault. Not this year. Um, and that's, that's a good pivot to kind Is of get into. Would, would we ever pinpoint Well, I Jake wouldn't say it was there. The, I think you could do more on Jake than Giroux. But, no, I would I mean, say G, that. Do you, you remember can't... some of the years Giroux had? No, I, to, I'm, I'm saying that neither of them deserve. Like that, I, I think that prob- what's weird about this is that for years they had no help and they would get all the flack from fans. And then now when they finally are supposed to have help and they're still like, they're playing well still, but the help just isn't there. Like people are finally like, Oh wait, wow. Maybe it wasn't them the entire time. Like that's, that's the way I think. Yeah. I mean, the way I view it is is the same way. I think, I think Drew and Jake carry this team for so many years. And when they wouldn't score in a game, that's the game we would lose because yeah. they didn't put up two, three points in a game. Either way, I think the point that's trying to be made is we've been talking about for years, and the Hextel Air built this prospect pool about the prospects are coming, the prospects are coming. There were some breakout years last year, but this year, it, I mean, there's obviously some, some reasons why certain players have been playing up to par. But the the prospects who are no longer prospects. <laughs> I'm sorry, real quick. So my, my dad just called me and I text him, "Hey, I'm recording the show. I can't talk." He goes, "Just text me back, nine nothing." <laughs> that's what he said. I'm <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, sorry. Continue, Matt. Go ahead. No, it's only the second, so we still have the third. Good, good news. But oh, yeah, no, I mean, I'm the whole third period. Oh God. I mean, essentially, what I'm just saying is, when you look around the team, as we mentioned, it's G. Jake, uh, Coots, JVR. Yeah, I mean, Farabee's been a great surprise. Yeah, one one good young player at least. Yeah, one good young player in Farabee, but I mean, Perovi has struggled mightily. And yes, Oof. you can point you can point to some lack of kind of continuity with pairings, but at the same time, if you're if you're a number one defenseman, 
yeah. you're able to kind of hold your own and have really whoever with you and still kind of put up good numbers. But the, the biggest disappointment has probably been that second pair. We were talking about, and I was high on Myers, potentially oh, grabbing that. You weren't alone there, my friend. Everybody had a, mm-hmm. a couple a couple cups of that Kool-Aid. I mean, he has all the tools. It just, he's taken a step back and it's, I mean, this game especially, I don't, I don't know who was on the ice for the last four goals we missed, but that Sandheim-Myers pair is just, was Maybe there was a reason why not drafted. Maybe there was a reason I for mean, it. I don't know. I, I'm, I, I'm not, I'm not ready to say that just yet. I think there's a lot of things going on, and it's kind of a snowball effect. But no, no this is the time to overreact, Mac. This is it. This is it. Throw <laughs> your crazy hot take that you'll regret. Isn't this kind in of like, like two weeks, Joe? You kind of said it beforehand, though. Like, I'm finding it hard to overreact even right now. Like, I'm kind of just. Oh. I mean, I'm I'm angry and annoyed, but like, I really don't know what to say other than, like, yeah. well, first of all, like the. Sandheim and Myers almost single-handedly or double-handedly. I don't know how you would how you quantify uh, with two <laughs> quadruple-handedly. Yeah, the two of them alone put the game out of reach. Like tonight, like yeah. you, no matter what else the rest of the team was doing, the the two of them were they were minus directly, six? They were directly accountable for the first four goals in the game. Like you can't have that's your second pair. That's not even. Like, that's not Braun Haig level. That's, like, otherworldly. Braun and Haig have never even done shit like that. Like, yeah. you can't have that. That is just, that's unacceptable. So, like, I agree with Matt. I'm not going to over. I'm not, I don't, I don't even know how to overreact to this because it's just, I mean, it's just right there. Do I think well, Phil Myers and Sandheim are going to be good defensemen still? Yeah, probably, but, like. I think what this, this speaks to more is just the fact that we can't continue to con- to just make small adjustments to the team and wait for prospects. I think that's what it comes yeah, down to. Yeah. It, it's one of those things, and it was hard to listen to Bob McKenzie say that he thinks we might not be that aggressive. I don't care which direction aggressive we are. Because apparently... Yeah, that's a good point. It, it's, it's one of those things where we're at the point, and we talked about it, Joe and I did last episode. It, it's not that I don't, I don't think that we have all these good pieces. It's sometimes the pieces don't work well together. And Flyers fans, this organization as a whole, has watched too much mediocrity to brutal hockey over the past 10-plus years for us to do nothing after this game. This game is, in my opinion, has to be a turning point or the franchise is going to have fans that do not care any longer. No, 100%. I mean, we talked about it on Sunday. I joked, but like, I can feel the apathy creeping back in. It's 100% creeping back in. Listen... Though I was, I said the weather's going to get nicer. People are going to get vaccinated, and no one's going to watch this team because you know why? The Sixers are a hell of a lot of fun. The yep. Eagles are a joke. I mean, don't get me wrong. All right, that's going to be a, a tire fire for at least two years. <laughs> um, but I mean, Philly's at least same it's, thing probably. Philly, same thing. But at least you know they got Bryce. They got they signed JT. Mm-hmm. You know they, they, have they some made fun guys. They get some fun guys, and you know if they get pitching, they'll be a fun team to watch. So the Phillies are not as far away as a lot of people think. The Flyers are dangerously close to becoming I mean they already were pr- pretty much the fourth team I think they kind of played tag with the Phillies for like third and fourth but if if they don't get their shit together the collective consciousness of this team in, in, in terms of fans eyes and, and minds will slip into darkness because yeah, I mean, they, they just, you can't have... you, you can't continue to be this mediocre and expect people to just buy the product they had all the excitement in the world 
behind them heading into the, the playoffs last year, and then we got obviously super unfortunate break. The season got cut while they were playing their best hockey, and then they come back and all signs look like they're going to be good, and then they hit the playoffs, and it's diff- It's just not there, and the enter- or the excitement just slowly started to fade away, and now it's... I think a lot of people were nervous coming into the season, and now this is like... This is worst-case scenario. Like, I, I really didn't think... I mean, this is just kind of, this kind of just shows you that like, or it's a good reminder, at least that growth in hockey is not uh, linear, is not linear. It, it is, there are ups and downs along the way, like players, most players do not improve every single season. They just don't. And the Flyers banked a little too, I, it sucks. They banked a little too heavily on their two young guys and uh, a couple other young players. I mean, there were I mean, definitely. It's yeah. It's not just. It's not just Phil and Travis. I mean, no, TK no. I mean, but been, they're, TK's t- been has been pretty inconsistent. Invisible. He's invisible. Yeah, but I, I, honestly, God, I don't think I heard his name on the telecast tonight. Yeah, no, I agree. I agree. I'm just saying, at least at least Konechny has been consistently good pretty much since he came into the league. Like, it's not that like you've true. been waiting around for Konechny to become mm-hmm. a good player. He is a good player who's having a bad year. That's that to me is the distinction. Konechny no, is a good player, that. proven. Same thing with Provorov. Provorov is a proven good player who's having a bad year. That can't happen, and that that hurts. But the thing with Sandheim and Myers is, they are okay players who were supposed to become really good players this year, yeah. and they they, not, they haven't only not gotten better. They've taken steps back. Like Correct. at least at least Phil Myers. Like and you can you can laud Patrick into that group as well, but I give him more leeway because of the same thing you know, with Lindblom. Yeah, yeah, and, and, and both I think of those they, they get more leeway than Myers and Sanheim because of the situations that they had to go through. But you know, they're still and, younger than the two of them and, too, right? And yeah. yeah, and that's part. Of, that's why it's on everyone. It's on the GM. It's on the coach. It's on yeah. Chuck the Fletcher players. does not get a pass, man. He no one gets a clap because you see this. Like this is the issue we've had all year, and people were like, "Oh, but the record, but the record." In the very beginning, it's. We've been consistently talking about how this team has not looked good all season. I and said it since the second, the second game against the Penguins. I said this team's in trouble. I said it then. If I, we, we, I would try and pull the tapes if I knew how to do that. I would pull <laughs> it and say, hey, this team better get it together. They're not going to win games playing like this. I know it's early. I said but something that, to that ilk. But that, and that's why it's on, on Fletcher. If you're watching that team from above, and that's what we've been harping on, especially defensively, and you see that, hey – if we want to be a playoff team, can we have this combination of, of, of players in our defensive core? You can't. And he hasn't done anything about it. Now, granted, you give him a little bit more leeway just because you don't know what kind of deals are to be had out there. So that's why the majority of it comes back on the players. It probably goes the players. Then it goes probably a tie between AV and Fletcher. Just because I wouldn't say AV, the whole coaching staff, because... You're talking about a penalty kill and a power play that have just. Been. I mean, i i would put I would put Mike Yo and Michelle Terrian before I even put AV. Yeah, no, I, I agree. Take... I agree. Yeah, I, I will say this as um, just coming coming from the business world, I have to think that uh, it's Dave Scott is that his name the uh, the weird intermediary between the Flyers and Comcast. <laughs> I mean, imagine. Chuck Fletcher must be getting just torn to shreds right now. Like he should be, at least. If, if I'm Dave Scott, I'm calling him and being, hey, you know, what the fuck? Um, and tearing into him. Because from a business perspective, like this is the product that you want to sell to people? No, absolutely not. And, and I'm not kidding. 
if they continue to play like this, people won't watch. And we'll, we'll, we yeah. can easily turn into – I mean, look at places like Chicago when they were horrible. What happened? Fans left. I mean, it's, it's possible. It's, it's completely within the realm of possibility that if the Flyers continue to stink and they're not very good, people will stop watching. I mean, the, the biggest joke about hockey is always like, like oh, like, you know, there's, you know, 20,000 hockey fans in every city and they just, you know, they're really passionate. Well, it's hard to stay passionate when your team is, is this bad and has been consistently mediocre for years and apparently chooses to not to make any changes or just kind of hopes on two, three years. Because the other thing is, I mean, if we become sellers at the deadline, what are we going to get, picks? I mean, what's the point in that? The, the, the window yeah, for I mean, this team the, is if, now. No, if, if, the Flyers, if the Flyers pivot to sellers, then, then it's a, a total teardown. That's the only way it works. Oh, they the can't. Works. We haven't even built it. We, haven't, we just, just built I'm it. Just, I'm just saying that's the oh. way. Like, because the Flyers Mike, are... Mike, my heart, you, I can't believe. said it. Or someone said it. Matt said they're aggressive either way because this team is is teetering that line that like the Washington Capitals did for a few years leading up to their cup run where it was like okay like is this team are they is the window there still or is it closing or same thing the Pens just went through it a couple Mm. years ago before their cup runs like there are teams that that the line between contender and pretender and pretender is so close a lot of times, closer than people realize. Literally, the in the Louis NHL Blues especially, were, in the NHL especially, the Saint Louis San Jose. Blues, the year they won the cup, were the worst team in the league. San Jose looked like a surefire for ten cup years. Contender. They looked like the best even when in they the went world. for Carlson, and then they just dropped off. So the Flyers are, are are at that moment right now. They either make some big upgrades or some big couple big changes to to stabilize things and hopefully improve, or they just got to go their teardown rate which i don't think they'll do the teardown because no club ever sees themselves and that like i'm not i don't think the flyers are i don't think they're a buffalo i don't think they're a jersey i don't think they're any of these teams like that i i genuinely don't but they they can't trick themselves into thinking we can just go the rest of the year with the same squad if they're not going to make aggressive moves to improve then you have to start over, basically, but and most GMs don't look at it that way. My thinking wasn't necessarily like starting completely over because I agree. I don't foresee them doing that. Um, and that's just because if you start over, right, you're going to lose Coots to free agency. He's probably yeah. not going to want to be a part of a team that's going to be in the rebuild. And you lose your best player. And then what? We're stuck with Hayes as our number one center, G, and Nolan Patrick, who we don't know what he is. What I'm thinking is more along the lines of what Joe and I talked about is you have to pull, even though we are honestly making fun of them, like look at um, Montreal. Minis- no, Minnesota. Well, Montreal's oh, been okay. struggling recently. Minnesota made some I thought weird you were moves. I Montreal because they went fucking fire wagon change Montreal. Well, they, they, just they like, did. Hey, you, get over here. <laughs> and they signed him. Kind of like the Patriots in free and they're agency. Proving though, they're proving, though, why that doesn't always work, though. It's true. Yeah, 100%. I mean, and I'm not saying you go out and you sign people to these outlandish deals. I'm more or less saying, yeah. like, you have to exchange players for players. I don't want yeah. picks. Yeah. Like, no. you, again, I, I always feel like I'm coming back to Jake. I just think it just makes sense in terms of the GM's eyes, in terms of a player that you could probably get someone, get someone for, and the fact that you really can't, you can't trade a Drew or a Hayes or a Coots or someone like that is we have to make a deal. You, I'm willing to part with pretty much any prospect that we have. I do not care. Any of those prospects can go. There's not a single person that I care about 
that can't go in a deal. Cam York is the only one that is probably my untouchable prospect. Do you, if I'm being, the if only I'm being reason, honest. The only but reason at the same time, have, like that's – go ahead, Joe. Go ahead. No, go ahead, Matt. Go ahead. I was just going to say I like Cam York. I saw someone on Twitter say this. It's like, oh, you have to trade. Like Sanheim comes expandable because Cam York looks good in college. Like, I mean, I like Cam York. I think he'll probably be a good – NHL defenseman. I don't know what he's going to project. I don't know if he can be a number three, a number four, or if he's the bottom pair. Like that's that's the line of thinking that we're talking about. Is that oh, don't worry, the prospects are coming. If we replace Sanheim with York, we're taking a step back because we're then waiting for him to grow into like you're you're hoping he can be as good as Sanheim is right now, and that's not where we are with with the lineup we have. We just, I mean. You have to make a big move. Also, not untouchable in my opinion. I'm not saying he's untouchable. Same thing with Myers. Like I think the only the only way I don't trade the or sorry the the only way um, that Cam York is untouchable for me is if we if we do trade one of our current defensemen for a forward. Okay, I want to keep Cam York, but if like you know if we're making a deal for John Klingberg, see you, Cam. God bless you. Good luck. I'm sure you're going to be great. But hell yeah, I'm trading Cam York right now yeah. for for another defenseman, a proven number one or number two. Don't let the door hit you on the way out, kid. I I wish you the best of luck. But if Matt, you know I, if you're doing that, yes, I agree with you, Matt. Though that that's the aggressiveness that I was thinking of too. Like you, obviously, players are going to have to go either way at this point because we're living in a flat cap world now. Which I mean, that's unfortunate. In the perfect scenario, like, I wouldn't want to trade Jake, but if you have to, you have to. Like, I just, I look at a situation like Nashville, and I I do like that, like, theorized Ekholm and Arvinson one, but I think we joked about this on an earlier podcast. Like, swing for the fences. See if Forsberg, like, see what that would take. Why not? Like, keep pushing the envelope, and I... Jack Eichel. Kling, Klingberg, too. Yeah, Jack, Jack Eichel. Eichel. You gotta kick, like... I'm not saying literally fires. anything like, yeah, just kick, kick the tires on something. Get line something. A. Line A, line A is a hundred percent acquirable. You can, you can get that. Yeah. Oh, hundred percent. Yeah. You can that, that, we, TK we should, or, or send Jake back home to Columbus. Oh, Adios. It's, it's hilarious because that'd be so we, harsh to do Jake. I mean, everybody called that this wasn't going to work out. Of course. In Columbus, but I mean, it's just so funny how quickly it broke down. But, it's like, the, it's like the Lucic signing. Like everyone saw that deal and was like, I mean, not yeah, gonna I, work. I talked about it on Sunday's podcast, but the the one thing this team has done for the longest time is just acquire really good two way players, and it just it, it one it makes for boring hockey. Just do, it does, which sometimes you know that's what it takes to win. You need boring hockey sometimes to win. We saw the Devils win the Stanley Cups on boring hockey. It happens. The Islanders play boring as hell, but they win. Um, the difference is the Flyers, uh, you know, are not winning. So. Well, you can't it's, it's you can't be non aggressive either way. Continue to be mediocre and make no changes. You know, one, something's got to give something. I mean, it's frustrating though because last year this team was so good because they were a team that relied on having a roster of pretty much every player was a, a good two way player. Yes. No, a, a, a good. Well, even the two way players were scoring though. I mean, but had... that's what I'm saying, Joe. Like that because the team was so responsible both ways. That's what was benefiting them scoring the other end like it's not the flyers had konechny was their goal scorer mm. but the rest of the team was pretty much two-way forwards and they were all scoring goals because and it was exciting hockey like it doesn't it that's that's my point like it doesn't necessarily come down to the player type like it 
I don't know. It's just it's just not working for whatever reason. It's just not working right now, and and that's okay. Sometimes, change. like we said, sometimes the combination of players just doesn't work. And even though you could say under certain circumstances, you can be like, all right, call, chalk it up as a bad year. You come back, you make some tweaks. Problem is, that's been the Flyers' philosophy for the last ten plus years. Sure. From a from a business standpoint, from an optics standpoint, you can't just say you know we'll chalk it up as a bad season. We'll make some small tweaks because that yeah. has been the motto for so long, and it's just not doing it. Like you I have think, to make a big move, Mike. You, I think you said it. it's like you know we saw it with the Islanders or not the Islanders, the the Capitals. You know, kind of go through the same thing and the Pens. The difference is those teams couldn't get it done in the play. Well, the the the, the Caps especially. Couldn't get it done in the playoffs, but they were winning President's Trophies like every year. Like they were undoubtedly a very, very good team. I mean, there, I, I, I do agree with you. There was also a stretch where they were. I'm talking about leading up right to the Cup. There were like three seasons in a row where they were a bubble playoff team. Every like they were not that good of a team. Pretty much every year leading up to that Cup run. That's what I'm saying. The fact that like the Flyers were supposed to have taken last year, they took a step into like contender status. And this was supposed to be a continuation of that, and then it just hasn't been. That's that's all I was saying. I, I was going more that those teams struggled, but they also had large stretches of play. You know, not just a blip, right? They 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 had seasons put together back to back where they were good teams. Um, yeah, I I agree with you. I'm I don't think we've that seen that with the Flyers. We had I'm one good you, blip last year, and that was it. And it was only thirty at, games. If you look at those teams, though, like before the Pens won the Cups. It looked like that team was dead. It looked like that team had nothing left. Right. Same thing with the Caps. It looks like it looked every year was Ovechkin's going to get traded. Oh, the Caps missed the playoffs this year. Oh, maybe they're going to break up stuff in the, with that team and everything. That's all I'm saying. But that that's that. My point wasn't that the Flyers are have the track record of those teams. It's that the Flyers are in a situation like that. They're dangerously close to either being pretender or a contender, and that line is a lot closer and a lot more prevalent in a lot of teams than people realize. Yeah. They owe it to, I mean, if anything, they owe it to Claude Giroux, for God's sake. Uh, You're yeah. talking about yeah. one of the best, if not the best flyer of all time, who's been loyal to this franchise. And he's sit, he sat there while we have watched, and this is not even an exaggeration, probably some of the worst NHL players to ever lace them up. At whatever point in their career, we're talking about Yuri Laterra. We're talking about RJ Umberger, who had like a broken back and could barely skate. Kent Huskins. Curtis like Foster. Li- Curtis Foster. Chris Vandevelde. The list goes on and on and on. Brandon and Manning. Yet, Brandon Manning. And yet... <laughs> Oliver Lawrence. Keep oh, going. We'll throw more obscure <laughs> flyers out there. And the one, the one consistent person you could trust produce for you has been Claude and he of anyone deserves better than this. I mean, he had 101 points a couple years ago, drug this team, <laughs> just drug them through every game. And he's, you know, this is it. When, when we're finally supposed to take the step, you know, he gets, he gets this. Um, I, I really hope um, Carter figures it out for next year. Um, like I said, at the top of the show, I, I just don't really have any more expectations for this team. Uh, maybe they make the playoffs. I mean, no. maybe no I, shot. It, it's it, it's hard to see it now. So, um, but I've seen people say like, oh well, you know, if they if it doesn't look like they're going to make the playoffs, don't make any moves at the deadline. 
I strongly disagree with that because unless you're unless you're at like the chance of you're gonna like majorly overpay, then fine. But I mean, like the the things this team needs, it's gonna need them in the summer too. So you might as well get it done if you can, and, and try and get this team to have some kind of cohesiveness instead of just waiting until the summer and then putting that move together and then having an off season with them. Get the trade done now if you can, if it if it makes sense. If it's illogical, then don't do it. But um, and from a business standpoint, they have to do that. They can't sit idle and have oh. a terrible rest of the year because they risk everything we just talked about. They they risk this apathetic attitude of the fan base. Oh, so. 100%. Yeah, I, I, like I said, I, I can't imagine Dave Scott or whoever Comcast, you know, whatever shadow government corporate puppet that they send down to the Flyers is going to be happy. Like, whoever it is is going to be tearing Chuck a new one. And deservedly so, because... If they he, don't make the playoffs, just sell. Just sell. Like, honestly, who, I... Who? Sell why who? Why would you... Players that are older and have... Con, like, what so are you talking Jake, about? Who? I, I, JVR, I, like... Lawton, just sell players. Oh, well, What's the point of investing in the team if no. they if they aren't good enough by the deadline to be like a, to at least hang around the playoff bubble or or they significantly drop off? Then just sell. What's the point of investing further into this team at this point? The optics, and even, okay, whatever. But I don't care about the optics if they go in on this team and it's bad. Yeah. And then your optics are bad anyway when you invested all this, all of these assets into a team that wasn't going anywhere. Yeah, the, but the reason I say optics is not because of you and I, the people who they know will watch moving forward. It's for last year, like you said, like we built up some rapport with Philly fans to kind of start watching hockey again. And if they don't make moves, and even if they do for, let's say they do sell for picks, right? You have to be doing that with the end goal being that you're then going to move those picks for players. Like you might trade two or three first round picks that you get from trading off a Jake, a Lawton, a JVR to get Jack Eichel. Like it has to be a a big enough splash where people are like, okay, like things are actually changing. We're not just sitting idle. I I agree with you. I mean, from, from our perspective, like maybe they have to go that route, but we're, as we talked about, multiple times on different podcasts it's it's kind of like you have to weigh the business side of it too and they know from a fan's they, perspective if if they miss the playoffs if they're if they're that type of i mean they're already they've already lost the casual fan though they've already lost the casual fan this year and that's what like and they'll for, lose for the casual year, fan yes. anyway if they invest all of these assets to a dead team and the team's bad they'll lose cat like the casual fans won't come back so like to me that's kind of I, I, I see what you're saying, but to me that's kind of irrelevant because, yeah, I mean, if if the team's bad, the team's bad. Like, and the casual fans won't watch either way. So I, I, I don't, whether, I it's, don't... whether it's them bad and having a vision or them being bad and not having a vision, casual fans don't care because they just, they, they, they don't see that. They don't care about the machinations behind it. I think this, this team needs a jolt. They need something to wake them up. I think... People have become very complacent, um, and people. I, I, I it, like. I'm not saying like, oh, you know, take the C off of Giroux. We joke about those people all the time. That's not what I'm saying. But you know, it, it's clear that you're not going to fire AV, right? And this, I, no, none, none of us think that this is on him to the extent that a lot of people are kind of overblowing it to be. But I mean, like, hockey is one of those things where coaches do have a really short shelf life. But you're not going to fire him. You just got him, and it'd be ludicrous to let him go. Um, you're you're not going to trade your captain. You're not going to trade Couturier. 
but there's just there's other pieces that are 100% on the board, and you can put enough of them together with the draft capital you have to go out there and get a line A and get a get an Eichel. You know, if if the if uh, the Pittsburgh can have Crosby and Malkin on the same team for God as long as they have, we should be able to fit. You know, Giroux, Eichel, and Hayes. We can we can swing it. It might mean giving up Jake and JVR or or you know another combination. But so be it, because that's what it's going to take, because this team is stale. They have no life. They have no fight in them. Um, I, I mean, to just tonight, I'm not saying go out here and throw a dirty hit here in the third. But, I mean, do something. Show me that you're, you've had some kind of, you know, in something invested. Because if you're not invested, why the hell should I be? If you're okay with just skating around and taking 9 nothing and taking it on the chin and not, you know, you know, Hartsey's probably up in the booth shaking right now. Imagine what he would do if he was out there. And again, I'm not saying throw, do something stupid or illegal, but you're down nine nothing. Show me you got some fight in you. Otherwise, uh, I mean, there's no reason for me to watch. You're just just being pathetic. So, anything else, boys? Before we um, before we kind of cap this, I know we're at how long are we at now? All right, yeah, we're we're about that time. Anything else I'm we really want to talk about for tomorrow night? Oh god, oh, it's a back to back. Fuck <laughs> me <laughs> against our favorite team, the New York Islanders. Oh jeez! I wish I could call. I mean, I think sick. I, you know what's going to happen. That? They're going to they're going to win somehow tomorrow in some fashion. <laughs> it's going to be some of the dumbest lines you've ever seen. It's going to be like Andy Andrioff with Drew and on Voracek on the first line, and then it's going to be like Bunneman on the second. Uh, it's going to be something terrible. Haig maybe on the top pair just for uh, shits no, and I giggles. Think, I think we'll see Lindblom back in the lineup and probably Knack too. I think they literally. Only didn't play tonight because of the the back to back scenario, and there's been a lot of games recently. Lord, I, Lord I, I hope I, so. I think that's it. So I also I, hate, I will say this: not if that they, I, uh, you're right. If ahead, if no. by the if by the end of the season we don't see um, some kind of steadying of the ship in terms of of good players playing well again, you know, like we we talked about, Proby's having a tough year and, and stuff like that. We may have to just reconsider our expectations for those players a little bit. Um, we may have just been too high on on some of them. I'm not saying like again, not saying they're bad players, but we may have to come to the realization that you know, you know Provorov might not be a number one. He could be a terrific number two, and or the expectation that those players have to be that level at. I mean, how old is Provorov? Twenty question three twenty four. And defensemen take longer to develop too. I mean, it's it's not an easy position to transfer. I think. I, I think uh, that this is even if they win. Tomorrow night, I think that a move is probably is imminent. I would, I would imagine that a move is imminent. I mean, this is a game that you can't watch this game and be like, just burn the tape. Um, no. I mean, the, the, co- the coach... But they're trending. The team, they're trending. <laughs> they'll, they'll probably, you know, they'll all talk about it, blah, blah, blah. But the, the GM can't do that, at least. The GM can't be like, all right, there's just a weird game. They'll move forward. They, you know, like, he can't do that. I think a move's probably imminent. If they lose the Islanders, then for sure. But, I mean, the fact that it's a back-to-back, we won't see anything happen tonight. But I think, well, I mean, I would not be surprised if we get something by this weekend. At least something. Just something. Give me. at the, like, like a uh, closed-door meeting? Players only? Oh. I mean, that you know that's, are, you know that's coming. Best. How many of those that's happened ha- with Hack? Sure. Do you remember like how five. many? 
Yeah, it was like oh, it was a, every it was other a week. meeting with uh, with just with Jeru. Jeru's the only one talking, so we'll be quiet. I I understand holding off for like an Ekholm and Arvidsson like whatever until closer to the deadline. I get that because you want if you're going to make that investment, you want to make sure that you're you know still see those are upgrades. Those but, are upgrades, but they're not like at this point. I don't know if that's enough to to one. I mean, Ekholm is legitimately a he's listen. He's he's person. very good. He he's 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 very good. He's a top four for sure. But I, what they should have done, and again, I, I I can't put all this on Chuck because it's you know he was a free agent. He could go anywhere. But like yeah, I I don't know. We'll never know what kind of push they made for someone like Petrangelo. But you know that's the kind of move that you that you make. And not only do you win a shit ton of fans because you're bringing you know a all star caliber Stanley Cup winning defenseman, number one defenseman, bona fide to your team. But he's just going to increase the play on the ice. It's going to be a better product. So you they get two bet wins on, there. Well, they regardless. bet on the young players, though. So they, they did, and that's on Chuck. That's honestly, it's on him because that's what he gets paid to do, right? Like we can say it's it's on the players to produce, but it's also on the GM to have a pulse on the team and 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 bet. And he bet wrong. That's okay. It's going to happen. You just got to make changes yeah, now. I'm, I mean, we're fine if you don't want to like Klingberg. Then I mean, there's. Klingberg Something like is, that is a number one defenseman. Whatever. I, it, I'm my point being, if you don't want to make that trade now, if you want to wait until the deadline or closer to the deadline, I understand that because you're going to invest a lot to get either one of those guys. In the meantime, give me go get like Troy Stetcher out of Detroit or something. Mm. Somebody who can stabilize the middle pair or the third pair. Like he's playing so well this year. Get him or or go out and get who there was a, another guy that we had been talking about. Victor Mete. David Savard. Uh, I mean, no? maybe Savard. But, I mean, I'm, I'm really just thinking of Stetcher, I guess. But okay. someone like that. Someone who you need help in the bottom of your defense anyway. In the meantime, that's a good move. A guy like that comes in. He's fresh to the team. He's been playing well. He's got, you know, a good attitude about him, probably. Different perspective. Different yeah. perspective. Can stabilize something on the bottom pair. Do that in the meantime. That's it's fine. Small, I agree with that. A small fix. A little, an appetizer. Until, an appetizer yeah, and, before and, the entree. That fine. gives you three weeks to get, okay, maybe we're trending up. Okay, all right, cool. The offense hasn't been a problem. We know that. All right, the defense is stabilized a little bit. Proby could still use help, and we could really use another winger. All right, then you go out and make that, that big move. I'm fine with that, but just give us something in the meantime. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I think that would go a long way, but... I, I mean, of course, nice. you'll have the you'll have the casuals and the the hardos like, oh, Stanley Cup incoming, Troy Stature, like <laughs> they'll be spoofing the move and all that. But honestly, at least they'll be talking. Crazy me calling, or was it? Uh, call me crazy, but at least you're calling, right? I mean, at this point, this team can use all the <laughs> yeah. press it can get because yeah, but even losing the casual fan by the dozen with every passing game. And I'll leave it at this because I know we just it's kind of beating a dead horse the other way here. But even if we're not trending. I still think making an Ekholm-Arvidsson deal makes sense because there's term there still. Because they're not going to – you have them for the following season. If nothing else, even though it will suck for our draft positioning, which I don't care about at this point because we've already gone through those years. Plus, this year's a crapshoot for the draft anyway, I would think. I mean, how can you evaluate players right now? Half of them aren't playing. Exactly. So even if we're – okay, we're still thinking we might be out of a playoff spot – I still think you make a deal like that because even if we don't make the playoffs, but we're trending in the next, the right direction, you make some moves in the off season, you have those pieces. Otherwise, if we don't make the move because we're not going to be a playoff team and we miss out on Ekholm and in Arvidsson, 
then you're going in the next season and then that player's not available. And then your yeah, choices I mean, are more limited and then you overpay for someone. So, And then worst case scenario, even if they're bad next year, you can move those players because they have correct. expiring deals. So, I mean, yeah, yeah. I, I agree. They, Ultimate they, worst case scenario. Something has to be done. Something the, has to be done. The one thing Please, I, I cannot stand for, I cannot stand for the, the Flyers sitting idly by and then the teams around them continuing to, to make moves and get better. Because we talked about it on Sunday, Matt. By choosing not to do something, you are making a choice. You are, you are then choosing to stay pat, which is, if that's going to be it, fine. So be it. But if the Islanders go out and get, you know, Ekholm or, God forbid, the Bruins, something like that where it's, it's, a, it's an Eastern Conference team that continues to bolster and you're going to run into them in the playoffs sooner rather than later, hopefully, you know, you're going to have to make that bed and then lay in it. So get the fucking phone working. Get Homer in the building, man. He's got some brass ones. Get <laughs> oh, him on God. the phone. Please, no. Like, well, at least he, hey, I mean, objectively, objectively, the first kind of foray into Homer's run was good. I mean, he was... It wasn't that was a until, completely like, different game, though, at that point. It was that a was... different game, and he wasn't really drinking the Kool-Aid as much, I don't think, back then. But he... Uh, I don't know if he got drunk on his own power or what, but... Um, he, he made some good moves early, but Chuck's got to start working the phones. I, I have to think he already is. I mean, like you said, yeah, with I mean, the back-to-back. He's, he's been doing it since Niskin had retired, told him that he was retiring last year. That's what he's but, saying. That, that's what we've been told, and I think Charlie said, that's too. What, that's what everyone's – yeah, I mean, that's – That's what they've been reporting, um, so I would hope so. But I mean, if, yeah. if he hadn't, then he probably wouldn't have his job right now. Like, I – I don't know about I that. Mean, they just hired him. They're not going to fire him after a year. I, I guess. I mean, but my point, like, not even that they would fire him. He would not be an NHL GM if he was not. I think you underestimate his due jil- NHL GM. I mean, these the, right, these guys just because they don't do anything doesn't mean that they're not calling and everything like that. I feel like most guys, most people that are GMs, are actually doing that most of the time. We just don't see. At, it. at the end of I'm the not day, not saying that they're all good at making those calls or all good at the deals that follow. <laughs> But I mean, Adam Larson for Taylor Hall. At the end of the day, you get paid for results, right? That's that's what it is. So, put up or shut up. That's it for the players that aren't performing. Put up or shut up for the coaches that continue to roll out strange power play and penalty kill packages. It's time to put up or shut up. And for Chuck, my friend, you're getting a taste of what it's like to be in a real major market. You're not in Minnesota anymore, where you can kind of, you know. Get away with stuff, and it's quiet, and it'll blow over. I'm not going to be like that here. I mean, not with this team, at least. What's his, uh, Ed Snyder's probably rolling in his grave right now, but yeah, it is what it is. I, Like I said, expectations for this year lowered. Any last thoughts from you, gentlemen? Do they win tomorrow? I'm going to ask you right now. Do they, do they beat the Islanders tomorrow? They do. They do Ooh, because Mike saying no. Oh no. Well no, Matt, because anytime yes? anytime we're at like an actual inflection point, I feel like in like seasons where they should have fired Hackstall and, and things of that nature, they always won the next game despite the world's worst lineups and like whatever you look at that thing on paper, you're like, There's no way they win and that's what they do. It's like and that's why we stuck in mediocrity is because they lose ten, they win ten. And that it's it's Oh god, yeah. Tale is the oldest time. Those winning and losing streaks were something. Um, all right, so Mike, you have them losing. Matt, you have them winning. Yep. I'm yeah, going to say they. Just, oh, go ahead, Mike. If they I'm sorry. play, if they play anything similar to tonight, they just they'll just lose. I mean, I I I agree with what Matt's saying. Hockey is the dumbest sport in the world. Where you lose nine nothing one night, the next night you come out and win against the first place like, team. 
yeah. yeah, shit like that happens all the time. I'm just saying, 100%. I don't see it right now. I they they barely got wins against the Islanders early in the season. Like this team, you you probably don't come out. You lose five nothing in a game. You come out the next night angry and and ready to to put in a good performance. You lose nine nothing in a game. You come out the next night just probably fucking shell shocked. Like the I I wish we'd be able to see the end of the game. So we could see all the thousand yard stairs. Oh, uh, I'm, I'm still watching. I, I've had it yeah. up the entire I time. I would they actually pay been... to be in the yeah. locker room in between the second oh, and yeah. third. Yeah. yeah. Oh, Good money. Yeah. Good I money. feel so bad for Carter Hart. Less oh. so for Brian Elliott. I mean, I feel bad for him, but like, I feel really bad for Carter Hart. Well, he Brian played Elliott really well Monday. And... He's a veteran. He, he's, you know, he's had games like this before. Carter he's close to retirement. So he young. probably doesn't give a shit. He's probably like, well. But, all right, well. I'm gonna so you Matt, you said they're gonna win. Mike, you said they're gonna lose. I'm gonna say they win as well because hockey is very random. So I'm gonna say that they win somehow. Um, but we, we last question for me. It's so bad this year too. So last I mean, question probably. for me. Do the Rangers put up a ten spot on the boys? Um, what do they have? Like five minutes left. There's six forty-five the left. There we go. Yeah, I'm 20, um, 20 seconds behind. I hope not. Always. Ten nothing looks so much worse than nine nothing, but it oh, also 100%. doesn't matter. Yeah. So, I mean, if they want to terrible. go ahead, go out so. and get a go out and get ten Rangers. Go for it. No, Maybe I don't want to score one more on Carter. I don't want. I that. don't. Yeah, I don't I want do that either. Yeah, I don't want that. All right. Well, we'll see what happens Thursday night. Um, can I call out sick Thursday? Do I got to watch that game? Can we just? <laughs> Can you guys oh, we don't it? have to. We don't have to record or anything. So that's true. I was originally. I was about to message Dylan today and be like, "Hey, uh, can we just record Thursday night so we can include all three games?" But uh, no, I think glad well, I didn't. Yeah, glad no, I didn't. It was it was better to record? <laughs> can you imagine today. having to talk about <sighs> whatever? I mean, I'm happened. just assuming they're going to lose like four nothing tomorrow. But oh, it's going to be the world's most boring game. No one's going to score, and we're yeah, we're going to yeah. Lose. Even if they win, it's not like it's going to make you feel that much better about having lost this nine nothing. If they'd won this game, they'd only be like two points out of a playoff spot with games in hand. So I think two games in hand on the Penguins if they had won this, and they'd be like two like a point out or a win out or something. So good, good to see they uh, were up to the task against. One of the worst defensive teams in hockey. I'm going to ask you both a question. I want a one-word answer, and we're going to end right here. Will the Flyers make the playoffs, yes or no? No. 